my goodness. Hey, honey buns. How y'all doing? I am excited that you came back to listen to part two of me and Drea discuss the love of policing black women. Like I stated in the last episode, thank you, Drea, my sister, for always supporting me and coming by and doing your first ever podcast. I had fun. I hope you had fun and I hope the people enjoyed it. So here is the conclusion of the love of policing black women. I hope y'all enjoy. Bye. All right. So um, let's talk about Lizzo. Um, I don't know if you've seen, she just released a new song with Cardi B called Rumors. And um, apparently there was a lot of backlash when it came to, I guess, the visual honestly is what people have an issue with um I watched her live and I feel bad for Lizzo I really do um I'm not like a big like Lizzo fan I don't really listen to her music like that like that but I do pay attention right you know yeah um and just watching her live and just and she's just like listen you don't have to like my music you don't have to agree with everything I say or do that. That's cool. That's cool. But we need to stop the fat phobia, the body shaming. And I couldn't agree more um, with what she said because she does take a lot. I think anybody, any black woman that's been a heavy set woman in the industry just took a lot of shit and probably missed a lot of ap- opportunities um, because of the way she looked. Um, I like that Lizzo embraces her body, who she is. And she's like, I'm wearing a leotard just like everybody else wearing a leotard. I don't really understand. Um, the only thing I didn't like that Lizzo did was that one year she went to the basketball game and her teacher had a butt cakes out. And I yeah. was like, I was like, that's a bit much. It's a, it's a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a basketball game. <laughs> you got to pick and choose when you're going to have these moments in the basketball game. What did now that wasn't the right venue for that. Yeah, okay. It, it wasn't. But other than that, I, I do agree to what she said. Because if if you think about it, a lot of plus happy people, to me, in the industry, they've either gone one or two ways. They've stayed the same. Or just somehow magically, the weight just starts to come off. And they they look different. People look good. I'm not taking that mm-hmm. away from them. I know some people lost weight because of health issues and things of that nature, but I think that being in the industry puts a lot of pressure on women in general. And then to be black and then be a woman of size, it's a whole thing. It's the whole critiques thing. seem to be endless for <laughs> for Lizzo. It's it's almost like she can't go one way or the other. I mm-hmm. I follow her. Like I'm not really a big music her musical fan, but mm-hmm. I follow her on Instagram. You know, I saw when she was doing like the juice cleanse and she was working out. The girl was hitting in burpees and then push-ups better than me at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was like I'm I'm healthy, but mm-hmm. yeah, my body may not look like the standard of what you're expecting and she was still getting criticized for yeah. it she, and it's just <laughs> how you gonna be working out and still get criticized right for working out like make it make sense and then there were people criticizing her for doing the juice cleanse and I'm like 
As so now we upset. Girl, like every, I know I've done them, especially after like a vacation when I didn't care about what I was eating cool. and I came back and my body was like, for real, sis? That's right. what we're doing? Like, okay. <laughs> you sure about that? But but yeah, and then the aesthetics from her video I thought were amazing. Yeah. Like it brought yes. me back to some of those like old school Michael Jackson videos where mm-hmm. it was like a production and you were like looking forward to what visual she was going to come up with yeah. next. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why so many people have a problem with her body. It's not yours. It's not yours. It's just because she's fat and proud. Let's be clear. You gonna be Why is that ladies. such a problem? I have no idea, but it's it's shocking that some of the comments that people say to women of size. And let's talk about it because I've had some some comments, and I'd be like, "What?" Um, I'm sorry. It was one instance I was talking to a friend, and I just think sometimes people don't know, like <laughs> that ain't what you say. But um, in her roundabout way, she was trying to give a compliment and say, you know. I don't think it's anything with the way you dress or with any of you dress because we were all women of size. She was tall and slender, but still um, maybe 14, 16, so plus size standards. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just like, you know, you have a lot of confidence about yourself. <laughs> and Wait a minute. Know, uh-huh. It don't matter if your hair, if you have hair or don't, because at the time I had a low cut fade with a little line in my head and I was okay with life. Um, you know how to dress yourself like you are a real put together woman of size and I was just like thank you <laughs> question mark like I don't know how to take that like I did it I did it and it's just like what do y'all expect women of size to dress like how do you really picture us and I think what they're thinking is moo moos. Um, yeah. Really? Pants. Yeah. If you think, but the fashion game for plus size women has come a long way. Kita, hello. So okay. one thing people don't know about me is I love fashion. Like mm-hmm. I don't go out a lot, but I love clothes. Like mm-hmm. I love to put together outfits. Like I love to see how people put together outfits. Like. If you look at my IG, um, all the people I follow is fashion. Okay. Like what I had found was that the little skinny <laughs> bloggers on Instagram, I couldn't really relate to. And so all I follow now are mm-hmm. like the midsize and plus size bloggers because okay. I found that they just know how to put clothes together better. Mm-hmm. And so... It's just strange to me that the perception is that if I'm a certain size, I don't know how to dress. That is the perception. It's coming from, I've been a a woman of size all my life. From even a child, I was a bigger child. Um, Clothes, they didn't have a love for us back in the 90s uh, at all. It was, when I got bigger, it was, and it's just part of my mom too, because she didn't like things to fit or cut a certain way on my body because Mm -hmm. now I'm developing. Um, you got your drawstring pants, you got nothing but floral print shirts. I used to be so against animal print because to me back then, animal print was not flattering. Um, because it'll just be like the print and then throw on a dress. There was no shape to the dress, right? There was no accessories to the dress. 
Um, even the shoes, like it, it's, I'm I'm glad where we are now, but it was a struggle to be cute and fashionable back in the day because I I went through some clothes. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Like jeans. I'm not the biggest fan of jeans. No, I'm still not. We have <laughs> at ooh. all. I've worn a size between a 14 and an 18 in jeans. Oh that's how, that's been my range. I'm currently sitting at like a 16 right now. But okay. buying jeans is one of the most, I'll be honest, it's one of the most heartbreaking experiences for me. Jeans, it bothers me so much. Is it because they, um, well, tell me why. Why is that so difficult? I can never seem to just get the fit right because yeah. at times I'm seen as plus size mm-hmm. and other times I'm not plus size enough. Okay. And so I'm stuck in this kind of size purgatory where I don't fit in with the straight sizes. Like I can't wear a 14 off the rack mm-hmm. at like loft, but mm-hmm. I can I can wear it from like torrid, but it's too big in certain places or it's just not flattering yeah. on me. Yeah. And and that's that's what's yeah, I totally agree. I used to have a go-to. Um sometimes it would be Ashley Stewart. Um you hardly say Ashley Stewart nowadays. Um, that's yes. one, and they used to have some really nice jeans and affordable jeans. I also feel when it comes to plus size fashion, y'all gouge the shit out of oh us. Oh my god! Because they know where we gonna go. <laughs> where we gonna go? <laughs> like, like some of these stores like eighty nine dollars for a pair of jeans, but I'm like ridiculous. These these fit though. I'm gonna go ahead and buy them. Damn, I want to. But they are the jeans in most cases that they last a while. They last for a while. You don't have to like go and get anything else. But it's ridiculous. One pair of jeans, $89 because I got a little extra. Right. And honestly, that's the way of America. Everybody, honestly, twos and fours, they are, they exist, but they're not the popular. They're not the average for women. Um, what is it like a 14, 16 now was the average size of a woman? Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is now. Okay, <laughs> but you want to tax me, you know, uh, an absorbent amount of money just because I want to look and feel good. That you see, it just be it be the gag for me. Like ugh, y'all are getting on my nerves. Um, but back to Lizzo. I just Cardi B too. She got a little slack. Cardi B. I don't know what it is with pregnant women, but I love a good pregnancy photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I love a good pregnancy visual. I love it. And I think it's something to be said about women really embracing pregnancy and not being scared to show the belly and the change in the bodies and the hips. Y'all pick on women for that too. So either I can, I got to cover up my entire body now because I'm pregnant. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to dress like that mom to be, you're not, you don't have sex appeal anymore, mommy. And it's like my sex appeal, whatever I identify that as, is what got me this seed in this my belly. This is how I life. got here. Right. Okay. Like, why <laughs> is it that I suddenly got to become like a, a nun and cover yeah. from head to toe because I'm carrying a baby? Yes. I think yes. the two of them together are unapologetically who they are. And that's a problem. And that's what bothers people that's, so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it's to me I feel like it's that thing we rather see black women sometimes we definitely don't want to hear from y'all Mm-mm. we don't want to hear what you got to say we don't care about y'all pride and it does take 
you know, away from us. It does hurt our self-esteem. It does like make us have those moments where we doubt ourselves because it feels like y'all don't love us sometimes. It feels like we're wrong. Lizzo said it best. When we black women don't fit into a box because y'all try to put us in a box all the time, you want us, you want to put out hurt and unleash hatred. That's all you want to do. It's like we damned if we do, damned if we don't. If we come in on the professional side, oh, look at her speaking proper English and grammar. She's trying to be white. Am I lying? Not at all. Oh, I didn't realize you knew that. Wow. That's a or when you give a presentation and they congratulate you on how well-spoken you are in front of groups of people. Andrea, let me tell you, that right there drives me insane when non-people of color say that to us. You spoke so well. What? What, what did what? you think I was coming up here to say? You thought I was going to come up here and like rap it? Like, what are you thinking I was going to yes. do? That's exactly what they thought. They thought we were going to be beatboxing it up. We're going to have a duo up here. It's going to be a salt and pepper situation. Right. We're going to hit push it in the background and go ahead and push it. Like, what are you expecting from us? That is so insulting on so many levels. And I want people, even us, don't say that to nobody else ever ever again. You are spoken so well. I'm just so proud of you getting up there and delivering that information. <laughs> and part of me is like, do you realize how much work goes mm-hmm. into being able to speak this way? This don't happen overnight because most of us mm-hmm. had that one class that mm-hmm. taught us how to give mm-hmm. presentations. Mm-hmm. Or if not multiples, if you went to a HBCU. Oh, yes. That one professor who would fail you for saying, um, Yes. That one it, professor that would take points off because you didn't put on your best when you came to class today and this is your major course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I, it's, it don't say that. I, I don't know. It's weird. And I, I just, I'm like, what do y'all think? I have a whole degree. I've worked in this space for however many years. I'm not about to one, make myself look bad. Number two, I'm not about to make my peers because here's the thing when it comes to black people and maybe it's us putting the pressure on us now that I'm thinking about it. It's not just I'm representing myself because we got the whole nation on our back when we go into a meeting. Let's oh, yeah. be clear. Let's be clear. You got your peers who's looking at you. You got that one lady that don't like you for whatever the reason, Miss Gladys or whatever her name is, she don't like you. So she waiting for you to mess up. And then mm-hmm. you got the bunch that's over here that's amping you up like, bitch, you're doing a good job. Bitch, yeah, you're doing, you doing a good job. And then you got the white people who ain't heard a word you said to be completely 100 with you because they are just so impressed that you could put a PowerPoint together and that you can speak so, so well and so elegant in front of them. They ain't heard what you said. They ain't heard nothing. Like, they didn't see anything that you brought to the table. They don't even know what your idea is because mm-hmm. they're distracted by what you had on and what, what hairstyle you decided to do today. I see you change. And that's a, stop calling me out. If I'm doing something, don't don't make reference to my hair because it's going to change. It don't matter what day of the week it is. It could be twist. It could be one of these little hats, but it's going to change. But don't you dare put your lips together to call it out oh so you changed your hair you're long today 
You know it's a you know, Why you gonna call me out like that in front of all these folks? Okay. You know it's a wig. Stop mm-hmm. playing with me. Stop playing with me, lady. It's we can't. So you got the corporate side they hate. Okay, cool. So now we giving you the whole let me be more express, uh, expressive and sexually free and give you the ooh la la's and all of the things. Oh, y'all some sluts. Y'all need to put some clothes on. Okay, I'm putting some clothes on. I'm letting you know how you make me feel. I, I This is what I'm feeling. Okay, now you, you're saying too much. You're copping out. But now... I, if I wore the same revealing outfit or if I was a feature on your song, it would be okay. But once mm-hmm. I'm a headliner and mm-hmm. topping the charts <laughs> in my own song, now mm-hmm. I'm a slut. Yeah. But I had the same lyrics, the same context when I was a feature on your song. But now that I'm doing it on my own and don't need you to get mm-hmm. the limelight, now mm-hmm. I'm a slut. oh that 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 must be it then that must be it because i to me what i'm seeing and i I feel like i follow um entertainment to to a certain degree i see a lot more women on the on the forefront like behind the scenes in the scenes y'all done y'all done pissed rihanna and beyonce y'all so bad they just like we ain't doing no more music we finna focus on these clothes so you know you got the women making the moves without the men Mm mm-hmm and now the men have something to say. The men got something to do. If y'all would get some business about y'all self and maybe just support me for just, just support me for one day. You know, we can probably get somewhere in life, but it, it can't be that way. It's, it's not a, a challenge. Yeah, like it shouldn't feel like so much of a challenge when mm-hmm. black women come into themselves and are unapologetic in who they are and who they want to be. It shouldn't feel like everybody else should worry. It should be celebrated. Like, you know what? Go ahead. Y'all do you. I'm happy you figured it out. Do -hmm. what you want to do. But it seems like, oh, no, black women. Now we got to tell them to go back to their box. Go and stay there. Oh, you in the box. I want you to come out. I want to play with you now. Like, right. Like, I need you to come do this little thing for me. And then you can go back over there and I'm going to call you when I need you. When y'all figure out what it is that y'all want come and holler at us. I want to encourage the women to keep doing whatever it is that they're doing that's positive and safe. Um, because at this point, we shouldn't even be thinking about these these men anymore, some of them. Because some of them are good. But, right. you know, we should just leave it alone because it's not us. It's really not us. We can literally be minding our own business and I really feel like that's what Lizzo and Cardi B were doing. They were literally minding their own business and here y'all come. And then here's what's really the, the, the sickening part about it for me. This lady is telling you, you're hurting feelings. She should have tougher skin. She should, she should be able to take this. She's in the spotlight. This is nothing new. That doesn't take away from how this person is feeling in that moment it doesn't take any of that away right i think we've all like as black women we all have tough skin we have Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. society is gonna throw everything and anything at us but i still have feelings i still have feelings it still hurts to have people insult you and talk about you in this light like Mm -hmm. just because i'm i'm tough doesn't mean it doesn't hurt 
Right. And y'all got to stop putting that. Y'all got to stop putting that on us. I'm not saying that we are not strong individuals. We are. But we are also tired. I told I told my sister I'm tapped out of strong woman juice right now. Okay. Like I, I am out. The tank is depleted right now. Y'all gonna give me some time to regroup because I'm tired. I am tired. And I don't care if you're gonna give it to me. This is what I'm taking. Right. Um, it's the we gotta stop letting people put these pressures on us and just, you know, handle it the best way we know how. I'm not saying she can't have her moment. She's entitled to have whatever moment she wants to have. But y'all not going to keep defying us and telling us what we can and cannot do and how we going to do it. That's just not what we, that's not what we want. So. And we'll continue to, to buck against it. Like you, they going to keep putting rules on us. They going to keep telling us what spaces we're allowed to be in and we going to keep showing up and showing out. Yeah. And then they going to try and find another way to count things against us. Or to say we're breaking the rules or we have a, an unfair advantage or something. There's always going to be ways. Once we come into our own and fill this space, they act like there's no room for anyone else. Right. We're not trying to take away from you at all. It, we're saying we just want to see that our table, too. And you can come with me, but you don't have to do the the crazy stuff that you're doing you don't have to bash me you don't have to take away from me you don't have to do any of that in order for you to be successful and let's be real y'all are threatened by black women that's what it is that is ultimately what it is it is it can't be anything else because we have and this is a strong thing we have figured out ways i don't know how some stuff has got figured out and worked out but it has and that bothers y'all a lot that we keep going and that we keep redefining ourselves over and over again. And you can't. And even when y'all steal from us, y'all don't have the same ingredients that we have to replicate what we're doing. So that it, that makes you mad that we've done it better. We're doing it better and you can't stop us. And y'all said, okay, well, I'll figure out a way. Let me go out here and put out this hate. Let me go tear you down for like two seconds. Let's bring you back to reality for a moment. You don't need to do shit. Okay, just like I ain't got to do nothing but be back and die at the end of the day. I'm not. Yep. Let me live. That's all we asking. I think um, you hit the nail on the head, Kita. Like it's a, it's a fear. Mm-hmm. Once black yeah. women come into their own and they embrace who they want to be in whatever shape or alignment or whatever they feel like they are. Once we reach that moment of hell like personal enlightenment and we right. figure out what type of black woman we are in our own unique way mm-hmm. yeah they feel completely threatened all day all day because then they're gonna change up the rules is and it- see if we and all we gonna do is readjust there you go they exactly exactly once we figure out oh we gotta find something else now nah, we, we got to change it up they done figured it out you're right you're right you keep changing the recipe, we'll still get it. Yeah, I'm still going to figure it out. Like, I'm still going to keep going. All right, bet. You're going to put that roadblock in front of me? Okay, I'm just going to climb over it. Or I'm going to dig this tunnel underneath it. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm still going to get there. I'm going to still get there. And that bothers y'all. Just say that. I, that's all I really want y'all to say. Black women just bother y'all. y'all that's it. That is it. <laughs> Black women bother y'all. <laughs> Y'all don't know why we bother y'all at this point. Y'all have no, y'all have no idea. 
You can't be too fat. No. Nope. Look, what's her name? What's Benzino's daughter? I don't really like her music at all. But Kylie um, Ray. Yeah, yeah. She's the one. She has the real slender, thin kind yes. of figure. Yeah. Yeah. They drag her through it. Like I, I be feeling some type of way. She's just like, I'm just naturally thin. Like, what do y'all want me to do? I, I can't. And <laughs> those are the moments where you would. She's being kind of pushed. So now, does she want to adjust her body to fit? Whose standards now is she going to try and fit into? Is she going to be comfortable enough in her frame mm-hmm. to not be influenced by what everybody is saying about her? And I hope that she does have good people in her corner and she doesn't take heed to all the negativity because the thing about both Lizzo and, well, maybe Lizzo's in her 30s, but I think Kali, Kali Ray, if I'm saying her name wrong, sorry, she's only in her 20s. Yeah, she's young. She's in her 20s. Your body looks different. If you remember what your body looked like in your 20s, does it look that way now in your 30s and 40s? Hell no. Hell no. Okay. Okay. She is a young woman who is still getting her young woman on. And I she just takes it. And I I don't really, I'm not a stand for her, but I, I feel for her on her body image when people be coming for her on that. Because it's just, golly, she can't, so she's too skinny. What is an acceptable body weight? Let us That's know. it. That's it. What is the acceptable body weight for black women? Like, please let me know. Because clearly. Um, who else do they go in on um, in social media? You know, Megan. I remember when Megan the Stallion came out, baby. You couldn't tell these men nothing. They could have sworn she was a man. Yep. Talking about her height. But now, ooh. Oh, she's you so can't fine. you can't find a man that's not talking about her and okay. got pictures of her screenshotted on their phone. Okay. Oh, she's so fine. Is she? Because the other day she was just a, a, a trans man. That's what you were saying. That's okay. Uh, Serena Williams. That's another Serena Williams. Oh my goodness. The hate that she's gotten over the years. How does she even deal with the insanity? I'm not going to say sis wasn't pushing the envelope with them rumples because that rump was rumping. Whoa, when she did that black cat suit. (laughs) I didn't even like tennis and I would still watch the highlights just to see what little mama was wearing. That's really why I paid attention. When Serena and Venus came onto the scene, I was like, we got two black people on there okay we gonna roll and then when serena started taking over and she started to get that body no matter how much this woman works out yes she does have muscles she is a professional athlete what do you think is she ain't gonna have no fat on her for real other than that ass right it don't go nowhere it, and now, now she's had a kid it definitely ain't gonna go nowhere like Y'all don't do that to men. Men, when professional men athletes, they work out year round, right? Right. They're just as muscular. Exactly. Y'all don't say nothing. Y'all are loving when a man is ripped from head to toe, when his body is on point. But let a woman who's a professional athlete, this is her career. This is honestly how this lady make her her money. Her body has to be a certain way because she's physically fit. And then now the endorsements and things like that are coming in. It's going to look a certain way. It is. 
it it is there's, there's just nothing about it and then the cat suit thing that brings me back to after she got in trouble for the cat suit sis went and got some tutus oh y'all want me to cover it up oh okay bet okay and they had a problem with the tutus i was like so what y'all want her to do see there you go we we were ourselves on the tennis court and they were like nah you can't wear that she was like okay fine you change the rule i'm gonna adjust lo and behold she adjusted and then they were like oh but we didn't really mean it like that okay fine i'll change again i'm still gonna come in and get these wins though right even though y'all trying to penalize me for what i'm wearing because i could show up here in jeans and a t-shirt and still beat old girl on the other side that's really what it was serena was getting too hot in the tennis court and they were really just trying to figure out how can we distract her how can Mm -hmm. we rustle these feathers you know what let's 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 talk about it it's a problem with the outfit okay i covered my behind which is naturally attached to my body now there's a problem with the whole tutu (laughs) okay and my thing is, weren't and back in the day, weren't female tennis players playing tennis in short shorts? Yes. So why is there an issue with the tutu? Can't understand why. Because if you go back to like you know, like the Billie Jean King days, they were wearing them little bitty shorts, like uh-huh. the real, real short ones. Oh, uh-huh. you can see up that guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe because her body wasn't as as voluptuous as Serena's, maybe that's what it is. And it's just like y'all want y'all mad because I got curves. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I, I'm not even really concerned about my curves. It ain't like I'm walking around in a bikini. I'm up here playing tennis. Like I'm the way they were going in on Serena, you would think that she was on the tennis court playing butt naked. Exactly. And she was by far. Um, speaking of tennis, let's let's go ahead and talk about our girl Naomi Osaka. <sighs> I commend her for taking a stand because I don't think as a community we don't take a stand on our mental health. You know, we, we don't. just suffer through and just get it done. And she was like, mm, "No, I ain't doing that. Sorry, not sorry." At her age, to be that self-aware mm-hmm. and that comfortable with herself, mm-hmm. to to recognize it, I commend her for that. Mm-hmm. To say, you know what? I can't do it right now. I'm not going to do it. You can't force me to do it. Can't and do that's it. And she knew the consequences. Mm-hmm. Especially with like, was it the French Open where she decided she wasn't going to talk to any reporters and they tried to yeah. find her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knew the consequences and she still stood her ground and said no. I, here's the thing. Her situation kind of reminds me of Marshawn Lynch um, when he was playing football. But he got slack, but it and I don't know if his reasonings were mental health. I don't really recall. But I remember him like, listen, I'm not about to keep, I don't want to do this interview. I just got off the court. I'm, give me a minute, you know. And he was just like, listen, I'm just showing up so I won't be fine. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> and we thought it was, a, and now that you mentioned that, yeah, he was like, look, I'm just, I'm just talking to y'all because they said I had to. Like, this part of the contract. Yeah. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to. And that was it. Like, that but 
she I think she brought to light something that I don't think, you know, like regular people would have realized is how mm-hmm. intrusive those interviews can be. Mm. Yeah. Especially after a really hard defeat or even a good win when you still like processing everything. You got these mm-hmm. reporters asking you all kinds of questions. Correct. And you're as still trying to process what happened. Yeah. As soon as you come off the field. Like, right. You haven't even processed. I just won a world championship. Oh, my God. And I'm or I just or I just lost by one set or it could have been something as close as like two points. Like and you up here asking me, well, what did you think of the loss? Or come on, man. It's quite badgering, honestly, um, because it's not just one or two reporters. It's a couple. Right. You know, trying to get your attention. And if somebody has because she has anxiety issues, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that ain't the place where they want to be. And she even explained in this long message that she put out. Listen, I got anxiety. All right, I can't. <laughs> that messes with me. You know, I have a job that I'm trying to perform. Number one, and all of these interviews and stuff. When I need to have my head in the game, and they're asking me stuff that it, it, it I can't. I don't want to deal with that. It makes me unfocused. I want right. to focus, and I want to be able to do my job and do it right. Leave me alone. And people have such a problem with it even to the extent that's a cop out yeah I've seen that a lot like that's a cop out it comes with the job you should be prepared for it no you shouldn't have to deal with something that mm-hmm. is making you uncomfortable mm-hmm. absolutely I 100% agree I just I watched the interview with her today and um poor baby she um, yeah. was doing the interview. She had her headphones because she, she she's even said when I wear my headphones, I do have on music because I'm trying to tune y'all out. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, when I'm working out, I don't really want y'all talking to me either. Like, Mm-mm. leave me alone. And it was this one particular interview interviewer, uh, journalist, and he's asking questions, you know, and he made reference to her and he was like, so we basically understand that you're not being too crazy about dealing with us. And when he said us, he was referring to uh, the media. Um, but you basically have a need for this platform because of your outside interests. I.e., If you didn't know she's trying to, or if she already hasn't, she's donating her winnings to Haiti because of the earthquakes and stuff like right. that. And it took her a moment because honestly, the question was weird. And I was like, wait, what did he say? Wait, what is he trying to say? Because that seems kind of kind of a bit of a backhanded kind of question. Like, right. right. Like, <laughs> like, so you're not going to talk to us, but you need us. But Does I don't she? think she does. Okay. Because some celebrities are really okay without you knowing every move that they make. And that includes when they're donating something. They don't need you to know that they're donating whatever. That's that's not what some celebrities are about, about believe it or not. Um, it was kind of insulting and she had to process it a minute. And it was a, it was a weird interview. Yeah. You could see her just like, no, 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 I want to try to answer. I want to try to answer. Yeah, that feels like that had kind of negative undertones to it like yeah you're trying to get a rise out of me yeah yeah pretty much and it's just like 
here we go again. You know I can't and I won't because here I am being a black, part black woman, a professional athlete. And I and can't. I can't. <laughs> I, can't. I, I can't tell you what I really want to in I this space. In the gutter with you. Can't. It's, it's on my mind right now. I think that's why it takes, it takes us a long time to process responses because we literally have to figure out what I can say and take out the stuff I want to say Mm -hmm. it's like when somebody sends you an email and you read the email and you're typing your response and then you go wait wait I can't say that Mm -hmm. take that back take that out per my previous e Mm -hmm. that sounds given that that's not in my job no I can't say that either Mm -hmm. and I think honestly it was some of that like you you really pushing my buttons bruh mm-hmm. and just because you already know because she left she went on went out and said this is what I'm dealing with you just you just went on and to see her fight back the tears because I'm one of the people I don't want you to see me cry either uh-huh. I got where she was coming from because yeah. that it almost feels like I've given you what you were trying to get out of me. yeah and I don't want to give you that. I don't want you to. I don't. Because she tried to move on to the next question. She really did. But her, she pulled the hat over her eyes so you could mm-hmm. see her cry. And then she put her head down. And then she looked back up. You could see her eyes were watery. I was like, oh, baby, just take the break. Take a break. Like, take a break. Here. Like, they getting out of you what they were trying to. And I don't want you to give them that power yeah. and knowing that they can do that to you. Right. Because they feel some type of way because of what you said. Right. For your benefit. And it's not to say I don't want to ever do it. Just like, can I have a moment? Can I have a breather? I would have hoped that it would have sparked a conversation with the media and athletes as a whole to say, Mm -hmm. what can we do to make this relationship better? Right. Right. That's what I was hoping oftentimes when we have like a controversial topic you know two sides come together and we try and figure out a solution not yes. always my favorite approach but that's me I tend to hold grudges but <laughs> I was really hoping that some of the big heads of like journalism especially like sports broadcasting would have said all right y'all let's have like a round table and mm-hmm. bring in some of the top athletes mm-hmm. and let's just talk this out like, how can we help each other? It feels like the opposite happened, though, with her. When it yes. comes to her, it, here's the thing, and I think a lot of this with when it comes to Naomi, it has to do with her being biracial. Oh, um, yeah. You know, some black people claim her, some don't. Let's be, let's be honest. And, you know, everybody's on this, well, if your daddy black, you black. No, no, no. When you no. got this, you know, we, we go into the percentages of how black you really are. For whatever the reason when it comes I to can't understand why we do that. Me either. Well, I think a little that comes from sometimes when people are biracial, they're choosing, and this is their choice because they have both or multiple races. They're they're basically picking which side is going to be the benefit in some cases. Ah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where some of that comes from. And then some of it is just not even warranted. Meghan Markle, for example. The debate when Meghan oh. Markle married Prince Harry was so wow. exhausting. 
she's not a black woman. She's not a black queen. Y'all need to stop saying that about her. Her daddy is white and her mom is black. So therefore, she's not a black woman. Whoa, and I whoa. was like, but I seen her mama. Like, her mama, <laughs> her mama black. Her mama black. That don't make her black. So what does that make her exactly? Because if we want to start going by percentages, mm-hmm. historically... Mm. If you had even a drop, a drop of blood, them whites—they told you you were what? You were black, black. Okay. Like you only needed a drop. So, but now we trying to determine levels of blackness. We are—we're still determining levels of blackness, and it's, it's again a lot of this is within us, and it, it's it's sad. We're trying to figure out the percentage, and then it's. Like it. It's weird to me that we're still having colorism issues within our own culture. And black women take the brunt, the brunt of that. Yeah. I've, I've never really seen a lot of colorism debates when it comes to black men. Mm. It hits black women Hard. hardest. Yeah. And it is it's one of the hardest things to stomach as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Because it it comes from both sides. Like, it comes from within our own culture and from the outside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it is, it is frustrating. It is. It definitely is. It's, it's, that's one of the conversations I, me personally, I don't like having sometimes. Only because it's assumed that somebody close to me is white either mom or dad and I hate to break it to you kids but both of my parents are black and proud okay um and it's not to say I'm not listening and not aware of the issues of what our dark-skinned women face right I, I hear and see it you know and it's sad and I just didn't know too well we knew but we didn't know as growing up as kids that that was a thing um I remember when Martin was a thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to watch the show. And as I got older, I was like, what the fuck? But anyway, um, <laughs> when we would play A lot of Martin, our shows are like that now. Like, <laughs> right, like, fuck, you know? Mm. Um, I remember when we played Martin in school, um, I used to love to be Pam. I They were like, okay, who you gonna play? I'm Pam. And I like Pam for a lot of different reasons. Pam was feisty. Mm-hmm. Pam didn't let Martin run over her, talk to her any kind of way. Versus Gina, to me, Gina was a meek and mild woman, and she I was. just didn't, I didn't enter, I didn't relate to that. So when it came to let's play, I'm picking Pam, and the kids would look at me so confused. Why you want to be Pam? She's dark skin. You're light skin, and I was like, cause I like her. She's cool. She's funny. No, you're gonna be Gina because you light skin, and I'm like, but Gina ain't funny. Yeah, she just kind of there. Gina was there. Gina was definitely there. And the other girl who happened to be dark skinned, she wanted to play Gina. So we wanted to, re- you know, we wanted yeah. to play who we wanted to play. And them, them dudes, them little boys, was like, "No, you gonna be Gina and you gonna be Pam." And we was just sitting there like, "We don't even want to play no more. <laughs> if I can't be who I want to be, I don't even want to play." So it's it's a strange and 
concerning and hurtful topic, honestly. I think on both sides, light skin and dark skin women. Um, it is. It's ooh. it's not something I really I learned about it very young because okay. I'm on the lighter <laughs> end of the spectrum, but my mother is dark skinned. Mm-hmm. My father is very fair skinned. Mm-hmm. And so when my mother used to come pick me up from school, mm. the kids used to tease me because I didn't match my mom. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so I learned about colorism very early. Yeah. I'm talking like daycare age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I was playing Martin in the daycare. <laughs> and it was like, what you mean I don't match? It doesn't matter. That's my mom. And the kids would tease me like, oh, that's not your mom. And it was like, we had that conversation early in my household, like, because I was like, mommy, how come I don't match you? Mm-hmm. And she had to explain to me, you know, why and mean? how, di- yeah, and how many different colors we come in and all of that. And let's pause yeah. right there. That I, That's what I don't understand why we don't get that we come in so many different colors even if your parents are one way and you look another way. It's like, did y'all learn the phenotype and genotype and recessive traits and all of this in school like we learned? Because I feel like somebody, some people were asleep during them classes, Kita. Like, a lot of our folks must have been asleep during them science classes, because baby, y'all done missed some really key concepts. Uh I had the opposite of you. So, my mom and I, we're both light-skinned, and I actually look like my mom. I'm I'm just tall and she's shorter. My sister, on the other hand, took the complexion of my dad. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Angie was born and, you know, being, we were like four years apart. And she's one in daycare with me. And they're like, hey, let's go get your sister. And they're expecting my sister to be my complexion and my mom's complexion. And here here we are picking her up. I'm like, that's your sister? Yeah. No, uh, she not like skin like you. I don't get it. What you mean? <laughs> right that's, that's definitely my sister though you know it's it was we've made it weird and to be having these conversations in 2021 is shocking to me still but I understand mm-hmm. why we're having it because colorism in our community has not gone anywhere I feel like it's gotten a little bit better I give you that but it definitely escalated in the 2000s when you saw a lot of light-skinned women you know, being presented in the media more than you saw dark-skinned women. You know, the paper brown thing. Like, to learn about the paper brown test, it was like, y'all really did that back in the day? Okay. Okay. Like, it's it's weird. Y'all are weird. Um, Or, and it just hurt to me um, because people just assume, and it's some really stupid-ass assumptions, to be honest that things were going to work out for me because I was lighter skinned. Um, uh, I hate to tell y'all, but I was that kid who was the overweight kid. I had really bad acne when I was growing up. I didn't know if I was ever going to grow out of it. And I couldn't dress to save my life. Uh, (laughs) I had really bad acne too. I must have tried every over-the-counter prescription Mm -hmm. herbal remedy and yeah I couldn't dress and my family was broke so I really couldn't dress yeah you know it was Walmart for me and that was a time when Walmart was something 
you 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 ashamed to tell people you got your clothes from Walmart because you wasn't walking around in the latest brands. Uh, but I just I remember being in college. Now I went to college in two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, we said about the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I remember I did something with my hair. I don't really, something different. And I got checked um, by another black girl, black student. Um, They was like, oh, this all your hair? And I was like, and mind you, my hair isn't like, or was, or anything like that down my back at the time. It was just regular hair. Oh, I bet you your hair long if you were to do such and such. And I was like, no, this is the length. This is the length that it is. Unhealthy as it was. That's what it was. Um, Hmm. I feel like your hair would be long if you would just let it grow. What do you think I'm doing? What? <laughs> <laughs> if you would just let it grow, because clearly I'm stopping it right now. Like hair, I'm don't grow. Bag. I'm stopping it. And she was like, "Well, you know, light skinned people, y'all always have good hair. It's a, it's a thing. Mm. So you know, it's just gonna work out if you just, you know, let your lightness <laughs> in a roundabout way. That's what she was saying." <laughs> I've like, had that exact same discussion with somebody. Yeah. When you light skin, how come your hair ain't longer? Mm. Uh, um, damn, I don't take care of it. Apparently, like uh, <laughs> something. I guess my scalp ain't light skin. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't think that's how that works, though. I've had um, people check my scalp. You know, like oh, you light skin. Let me see you. You know, it's it's is y'all y'all are weird for no reason, mm-hmm. and. I don't I don't know that the colorism conversation is still an issue and it's sad, but that's that's where we are. That'd probably be a good podcast episode too to talk about. Like like let's talk about it because we all have been treated differently within the community based on something. I can't help my freaking skin. I didn't tell my mom and dad to smash and make me Right. Like I didn't I didn't let this trait come through and that trait come through because boy, had I been light skinned with my father's hazel eyes, I'd be trouble right now. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, Andrea, you wouldn't have no damn friends. Uh, (laughs) Nobody would talk to your light skinned green eyed ass. No, no. (laughs) No, don't invite her. Don't invite her. Right. Mm -hmm. It'd be the assumptions that people have about each other. We all have a miss. Uh, conception about each other and it shouldn't even be like y'all think all light-skinned people should have the hazel the ha- the green and it be throwing y'all off when we you know, y'all see us with brown eyes and I'm like but I have dark brown eyes I'm, that's that's it this is my, my yes. color this is you how know? I came out or we some light-skinned women and I'm not gonna sit here and act like some light-skinned women do not act like their skin is getting them by because it does. Some women are using it to their advantage and that's what they do. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying some dark-skinned women don't use it to their advantage, but there there needs to be a conversation to have. Like you said, I know you said you don't like them. So that we can put that shit to rest and be done with the colorism. I think it definitely is something we need to, to talk about in this day and age. And I think the one thing that us as Black people don't realize we are not the only group that has issues with color risen in our own culture. Like I lived in Mexico for months and I saw colorism take place there. Isn't it weird? Isn't it shocking? It is, it is so shocking to see it play out. And I'm and like... Then, I feel like when we go to other countries and see it, it's very blatant. Oh, yes. 
it's very it's, no 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 we don't know oh y'all get down like yeah. this over here yeah okay that's weird as hell but okay Hmm. The Indian in the, I uh, hope I'm saying it correctly, the, in the Indian culture, there's also an issue with darker toned Indians. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Oh, yes. Uh, seen that with coworkers. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. So is it like, you feel like, is it the same with um, Black people? Like, you feel like, you know, how some dark-skinned women say light-skinned women feel like they are better because their skin is lighter? Is it the same way in that culture? same perception I saw it was like oh I would see it they would literally separate themselves during lunch what yeah like you would see like the fair skinned Indian group would sit here and then the the more darker skinned ones would sit separately they would separate themselves oh wow when I lived in Mexico, that was when it was really blatant because my roommate about Mexico because that's wild to me. It is. Feel... <laughs> Go ahead. They they don't even apologize for it. It's it's like they just that's how it is, and they are not going to change it. As many colors as they come in, that's the attitude that they have. My roommates were unapologetic, and I think a lot of it had a lot to do with the background of my roommates, but my roommates were very fair skinned. Okay. You could clearly tell their family lineage had some Spanish in it, like from the Spanish oh. conquistadors. Okay. So they had and blonde hair. They had blonde hair or they had just really fair skin. And they would tell me all of their servants had darker skin. Like the family servants that they had the mm-hmm. people that came in and cleaned our rooms all were darker skinned Mexicans. Damn. Now that I'm thinking about the trips, and I haven't lived in Mexico, but I've been to Mexico a couple times. When I think about certain things that I've done, like as a tourist, I do see more of the darker complected people being servers mm-hmm. or, um, hmm, I never really thought about that, Andrea. I didn't really know about it until I lived there. I just knew from going to Costa Rica, there was an obsession. I didn't think skin was a thing, but I guess when I look back on it, it probably was. There was an obsession with breast and butt. They didn't really care if you didn't have an ass. What they cared about was if if the top was heavy. Like all really? their artwork when they drew warrior women. Um, and I, now when I look back on it too, when they drew the warrior women, they were lighter skin and they had some big old boobs. I did. I haven't been to Costa Rica yet. So yeah, I'm gonna have to keep that in mind when I finally go. Like now I'm curious. Costa Rica is, is, is very different. Um, same thing. Um, you'll see a lot of Hispanic people that arrange just like black people, just like black people. Um, there was a difference when I went like the second time because they, one, they just assume I was Dominican for whatever the reason. Um, so when I went somewhere, what is your name? It didn't help that my government name is Chiquita. And so oh, they're yeah. like, oh, you're one of us. And I'm like, I, no, I, I wish. But you know, no, it's <laughs> not my culture. <laughs> What's your name? That's, that's just my name. 
So are you Dominican? Y'all not listening to me, are you? You're not listening you know. to me. <laughs> not You're not hearing me right now. Like, no. Okay. That's cool. Um, that I remember at the time when we went to Costa Rica, uh, my roommate went with us. It was a school situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went... I think we were in Limon, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Limon, Costa Rica. And she was dark-skinned, beautiful dark-skinned. Hey, Brittany. Uh, and one of the guys walked up to her and they was like, oh, so you from Jamaica? And she was huh. like, huh? He's like, you from Jamaica? You know? And they, and again, very blatant with it, you know, because of your skin. Or sometimes with her, they would think, unfortunately, and there's nothing wrong with it, but they will accuse her of being of African descent um, because she did have a dark skin. And here here I go. Your parents white? You Dominican? I'm black. No, somebody's white. Is your mama white? Like, no. Like, I'm, you know, 100% black. Like, my parents are black, black. Right. And, and it, it, it was hard for them to understand. But we just looked different. They was just like, ah, that can't, you know. It, and it was getting exhausting explaining that over and over again. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. to the point we would just be like, we, we, whatever you say, you are cool. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, you think I'm that? That's that's yes, fine. Is it gonna fine. get me a free drink? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> At this point, you got a drink. Um, it's yeah. And I know we kind of went on the detail, y'all, but that's just how it rolls on this podcast. Um, lastly. Oh, wait, did you have somebody else you wanted to talk about? So the other person I wanted to talk about is the gymnast, Simone Biles. Okay, cool, cool. Because I think she's another Black woman that she came into a space that mm-hmm. was not for not us. really something for us, mm-hmm. something that we kind of dabbled in but never dominated. Mm-hmm. And she came in and started to dominate and Probably. USA Gymnastics was like, nope. Mm-mm. First of all, I feel like y'all owe that woman. Oh, man. I feel like y'all owe her because uh, allegedly or apparently y'all knew about that doctor, physician, or whatever he was. Yes. <laughs> touching those women. So y'all and then. <laughs> Whew, don't get me started because it just brought up so much with her because I was just like, okay, this is what we're taking it. Um, she had a right to sit down a long time ago and get her get her thoughts together and her space together, but she kept going for y'all and for and mm-hmm. probably for herself too. You know, she definitely dominated. Like she kind of makes me w- wonder what the hell happened to Gabby Douglas because at one point they were together doing the thing. Yes, <laughs> and I, and then it was just her. And then it was just her. I don't know. I don't know if Gabby retired. I'm not sure. I know every now and then she pops up on the gram showing us that she still got it. But it just became uh, Simone. It was just all about her at one point. And kudos to her for taking a stand against her mental health. Because I watched her explain what she was going through. And she's explaining as a gymnast. And when you're flying up in the air, you know, you're going to make some mistakes. But you gotta you gotta land it, you gotta stick it. And she said when she was up in the air, it just started getting twisted for her. She just started like it seemed like not being able to focus and concentrate. And I think if you're flipping in the air like that, 
you need to be focused at all times because you don't want right. to injure yourself. And she was like, it wasn't. She said, I had my doctors, you know, they would ask me every day how I was feeling, how I was doing. And when I tried to do it and I got lost in the air, they was just like, nah, nah. I think what people are really upset about, and I don't even think it's her mental health. I think that they are mad that she was not doing Tokyo. I really think that's what they're mad about. Yeah. And I I think she finally got to the point where she realized, I don't owe y'all shit. Oof. Like, I've given y'all years of my life. I've mm-hmm. put my body through hell. Mm-hmm. I've put up with this doctor. Mm-hmm. Like... Bro- broken body parts. Broken. Like competing still competing and delivering and for del- you guys and delivering delivering what else and did you it, want from her exactly and she just got to the point where like you know what i don't owe y'all shit no more i'm done like i'll come back out here and do this for myself but i'm not giving y'all any more of nothing myself else. nothing y'all don't deserve it and that's it yeah and they didn't because baby when they when she sat down everybody was just saying whatever they felt like saying and it's just like y'all ain't heard nothing she said did you not a word not a word and the people talking about her I'm sitting up here like can you turn a cartwheel (laughs) no like like come on like y'all talking about she's a coward and oh she gave up on representing the United States and Oh, you can't believe she would pull something like this. And I'm like, so you gonna just slide in and take her place then? Like right. you can do could it. you do what she did? You can do what she's been doing since the age of six and she's twenty some years old now. Oh, okay. It's okay hey. for people to be tired and not want to do this no more with y'all. Like y'all gotta y'all gotta understand when we done with something, we done and, and she's not even saying she was done. She was just like, Listen, right now, something is going on. I don't know what it is. But I ain't there. I'm going to cheer my team, which I think it was fabulous for her not to just sit down, but actually still show up and be on the sidelines and be a guide and a cheerleader for her team. Y'all act like she went away and didn't come back. Y'all ain't had no problem with Michael Phelps. Or any of the other swimmers that decided to to just take a break or the ones that got in trouble and couldn't compete anymore. Like... Like I just I kudos to you. I don't, I don't I don't feel bad or anything. Kudos to you for what you you stood up for, and I appreciate her for always being that person to stand up for herself and to speak in spaces where other people don't feel comfortable speaking. You know, yeah. Somebody got to do it. Like this girl is the most. I want to say her record is something like has the most medals or won the most national. Um world championships like she she's that girl like she what is else does she have to prove she ain't even 30 yet <sighs> leave black women alone <laughs> like just <laughs> let us live like just we've given all live. these examples of why black women just can't be free to just live and grow and be themselves mm-hmm. like i can't understand why it bothers folks so much and then y'all have the audacity to get mad when they do have those moments and they reach their breaking point and they finally go off. 
you don't think that is warranted at some point for them to have right. a space to speak and, and really tell their truth you what y'all just really want us to shut the fuck up and just work huh that's it okay like we don't really need your opinion about it if you could just stay over there mm-hmm. out of the way but I don't want you to mm-hmm. tell people about how hard it was. Just just come on out and act like it was just flawless for you and this is not difficult. Right. And and when I looked at one of her interviews, that is not the case for gymnasts. I did not know that being a gymnast was a year-round situation for them. They oh, I didn't know no that. Breaks. Yeah, they, she was just like, listen, you know how there's like a season for sports? That's not the same with, with gymnasts. You're literally... She said she basically trains... 30 to 40 hours a week. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. That's like Year a full-time round. job. Like that's, that's, It is a full-time job. That was her job. She said, I that's was a crazy. professional gymnast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like she's not doing her part. And honestly, she doesn't have to do anything because she doesn't owe anybody anything but herself. Let's be clear. True. Um, I did hear that she was potentially opening up her own gymnast starting her own so somebody's gonna kudos somebody to her else. right and honestly first of all y'all know y'all about to be charged because this woman got the medals to back up no <laughs> uh, y'all better get ready like <laughs> y'all better get ready because she was already like yeah being a gymnast is expensive especially if you start wanting to compete and all that stuff it can be pricey so y'all keep on talking i bet you top dollar y'all would send y'all daughters to her gymnast school Oh, hands down. Yeah. You you damned if you do, damned if you don't. Just just keep being great. That's all I gotta say. Just keep yeah. Doing. They gonna they gonna hate on you no matter what you're doing. You can be walking mm-hmm. down the street. Somebody gonna hate on you for being a black woman. Somebody's gonna hate on you. It, it, somebody is gonna hate on you for being a black woman. That's what it is. That's that's literally what it is. Somebody gonna hate on you. Mm-hmm. Well, I am off my soapbox. Um, I don't know if you have anything else anything else to say. Um, I've enjoyed my time with you, though. This has been great to record with you, finally. <laughs> it's been such a good time. It's just like hold on a conversation, Keita. Like, oh, yeah. It has been amazing. I always enjoy your presence. Oh, thank you. Me, too. I know we got, like, some drinks that we got to catch up on, but, you know, Life had happened for us. So we're going to sit down and have a drink one day for real in real life and catch up without the mic being on. Cause, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there's some stuff we got to catch up on. We do. But I really appreciate you for coming to share and talk. And just know you can come to this podcast anytime you want and talk. Whenever you get everything situated with your side hustle, let me know because we're going to win regardless. We are. So thank you, my sister, for your time. I appreciate you. And y'all have a good weekend. Thanks for tuning the hell in. Bye.